This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back to Gilme Talks. This is Gilme again, and I have a fantastic guest for you this week. I have John Scott, the man himself, the innovator of the Genres Podcasting Network, which I am a fan, I am a member of, and I am a fan of. Love that network, love all the shows on it. Go check it out. It's UK based with a lot of Canadian shows, American shows, and shows from all over the world. Love being a part, part of that. Just want to say a couple things before we get into the show. Uh, John is a friend of mine, and he is a wealth of knowledge about podcasting. And I just gotta gotta I gotta say I'm lucky to know the guy, lucky to be able to work work with him the way I do. And every time I message him, it's always fun. So i'm that's it i'm just happy to uh, know the know the dude we talked way too long on 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 this ep- episode my goal was to have a uh, half hour 45 minutes but whenever i have another podcaster on <laughs> it always goes a little long because we all love to talk and it's so much fun just talking podcasting and nerdy stuff that we both love because podcasters no matter what fan or of the genre they are they love what they're talking about and hopefully i'll get them back on on on, on the show soon a couple things before we dive into the show gotta gotta talk about my uh my sponsors of of course guys Go check out BatsInTheBelfryArt.com for any gift needs that you need for that special nerdy someone or just something that's very, very cool that's very different. And go check out Doing Fine Kitchens if you're in ever in London, Ontario, and tell them kill me as sent you. They are located in Dundas and Sons Brewing, so go check that out. And go check out Shirtcasters for the shirts for the perfect podcasting need. And what else do we have? Oh, yes. Ghost Jewels. Use the promo code GILMY, G-U-I-L-M-Y, at checkout for 30% off your purchase. And I love their product. It, I love their products. I really do. I wear them. I'm getting back into wearing rings more and more because I did that as as a teenager a lot and I'm buying a lot of their products like way too much I'm just happy I I got that uh, promo code to be used and here is a podcast a long time in the making is the podcast with my friend John Scott hope you guys in, will enjoy it Talk to you on the back half. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again, and I have, well, one of my best podcasting friends, to be perfectly honest. I got John Scott from the Genres Podcasting Network on the show from Wrestling with Genres, and 
he's doing graph graphic wood design now guys so if you need something you hit this boy up because he is fantastic <laughs> and i just want to say he i am lucky to call him a, a friend he invited me into his own network when i needed to be i needed a win and i needed to get on something and john was there and he has helped me actually grow my european audience immensely and to all you listeners out there thank you for checking it out and i appreciate john for a picking me to be on 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 his network with some fantastic shows on there there and yeah me and him have just been uh buddies for 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 a few years just pretty much messaging complete randomness back in back and <laughs> forth which is great hey john how's it how's it there going buddy it's going fantastic and uh even better now that i'm on your show um been a big big fan of your shows and uh, let's say a, a good friend of yours for a number of years now um but uh we've been working closer together for the last 12 months or so i'd, I'd say oh, but yeah. um yep. great to be on your show love your show and uh, I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be a guest on your show uh, <laughs> with all the the many many fantastic guests you've had over the years and uh, now i can add my list to that not that i'm fantastic in any way but uh, great to be here anyway great to be here Hey, you're great. And, <laughs> and I'm just going, going, since it's both of us, I know George will be, be, be checking this out and just like, Hey, George Mackay, how's hey, it going George. from straight, from, <laughs> from straight talk wrestling. Once again, go, go check out George's show. He is a member of the genres network as well as the OIW Indeed. podcast yeah. network. And now enough plugs and let's, let's get in <laughs> into the show because I can do that for a good hour. Now I'm pretty uh, decent at it, but the reason I wanted to have have uh, John on, not just because of his uh, lovely, lovely ac- ac- accent, but <laughs> I just wanted to ask, ask, ask my friend, where did your wrestling fandom start? Oh, that's a great question. Um, now, I, I say that I'm a wrestling fan for over 30 years. And for me, my first glimpse of pro wrestling, as far as my mind can go back, would be probably in the mid to late 80s. So probably further than just 30 years when I used to visit my my grandmother, uh, my nan, uh, on a Saturday afternoon. And over here in the UK, we'd have uh, one of our channels is, is uh, ITV. Every, every afternoon, on a Saturday afternoon, on ITV, you'd have the world of sport. And the world of sport was everything from snooker, tennis, darts, football, rugby, horse racing, you name it. But at a certain time on world of sport, every Saturday afternoon, from the 70s all the way through to the late 80s they had wrestling british wrestling the likes of giant haystacks big daddy mick mcmanus johnny saints uh marty jones you you name it and uh, all, all the the greats of the uk british scene um from the 70s and the 80s and my nan would be there shaking her walking stick at the TV, shouting at all the bad guys, cheering all the good guys. Um, I didn't know what the hell was going on, but it was captivating nonetheless. Uh, and then late 80s, I think ITV stopped World of Sports, certainly stopped showing their wrestling. Um, and it wasn't until about 1990, maybe 1991, when I was around at a friend's house, we were playing football in the, in the, in the park, uh, went 
back to his house. He put in a video um, and it was Survivor Series 1991. Um, it might have actually been uh, the show before that, Tuesday in Texas. I don't know if you remember that, but I think that that, that was the pay-per-views that were on around then. He got it recorded from an uncle of his off of Sky, um, and Sky was kind of very new to the UK audience. It was obviously a, a satellite uh, TV provider. And he would get all the pay-per-views and all the weekly shows recorded and uh, given to him by his uncle. And we'd, we'd start watching WWF at the time. And I vividly remember, um, and it's kind of burnt into my brain, Jake Roberts uh, with a macho man tied up in the ropes. So, oh, yeah, I've got the T-shirt on. Um, but he's got mm-hmm. his King Cobra, latches the King Cobra onto macho man's arm. And, and that's it. I, I just fell in love. And obviously you had... Tuesday in Texas, you had Survivor Series around then. Ric Flair came onto the scene in WWF. You had the Royal Rumble 92 and is off to the races from there, to be honest with you. Uh, Ric Flair um, fell in love with him and his character and just bought into, you know, the whole gimmick, the robes, um, you know, the, the kind of bleach blonde hair, um, the figure four leg lock, the woo, and, you know, the the, the knife edge chops everything. And, and when he won that rumble, that's still to this day one of the one of the highlights of my wrestling fandom. And, of course, it's going to be approaching a 30-year anniversary of that great match, one of the most star-studded Royal Rumble matches in history. Yep. Um, I remember going to my first ever wrestling event, which was the WWF when they came over to the UK. Oh, they wow. would tour the UK maybe two or three times a year. Um, and uh, that was fantastic. And then my, my second ever live show, believe it or not, was in the summer of 1992 when I was lucky. I was privileged. I was blessed to have gone to Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam 92. Um, what a fantastic day. The sun was shining. 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium. The noise was intense from the minute the first match started to the minute the main event ended. And that main event for the Intercontinental title, David Boy Smith, Mm -hmm. the British Bulldog versus Britain Hitman Hart. Um, And I was lucky, privileged to say that I was there for that classic, classic Intercontinental title match. Uh, Many people regard it as still the best IT title match in history, even today. Um, So uh, that's how my wrestling fandom kicked off. Um, But uh, if you want me to continue, I I can do. But (laughs) but, but in a nutshell, I could say from them World of Sport days, through to 91 and, and the Machu Man and the King Cobra through to SummerSlam 92. And then I was off to the races from there, Justin. And then we were talking a little bit before I, I did hit the record button. You did mention characters there. And mm. there's not really a huge amount of characters in professional wrestling right now. It's a lot of, uh, I'd say a good 80% of the character is, I'm a bad guy. I'm a badass. I'm a, I'm a tweener. I'm a, and it's, probably not 80% because everybody thinks they're they're individuals mm. but one thing is from going from the 80s and 90s were very comic comic booky gimmicks which i i know isn't everyone's thing but a gimmick is something that they actually you get remembered for yeah. like you don't really remember wrestler a versus wrestler b where it's just like and some of the characters, like, I will get a whole ton of shit for this, but I think Minoru Suzuki right now is one of the best characters in professional wrestling right now because Absolutely. you know what's going to happen to those to, to the young lions when he comes t- to the ring. And he is one of the toughest guys on the planet, legit. 
because he's a scary, scary man. But he has a character, but he is the traditional black tights, black boots, just a wrestler's wrestler. But yeah. he got the character over. And I find him to be very a very interesting guy to watch because his character I don't think is really a character. I think it's just him being being a being a vicious vicious man. Yeah, but but, he, but he's got a, he's got a gimmick, isn't he? And he's yeah. you know obviously he's uh, known as a a legit tough guy, a bit of an ass kicker, but he's got this scary persona. But he has this persona, you know, it's, it's a larger than life persona, whether that's yeah. him uh, in real life, Minoru Suzuki, or him turned up to 11. We'll never know, I suppose, until the book comes out. Um, <laughs> but to me, going back to the 80s and the 90s, when you had these big larger than life characters and as a, as a, as a wrestling fan in my teenage years around that particular era, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't want the cartoon characters. I didn't necessarily want the big larger than life characters. I wanted, the, you know, the, the fantastic matches and I wanted the more serious wrestler. And that's how kind of the 90s kind of developed. It, it de- developed away from the cartoon characters, the, the, the big larger than life costumes and, you know, into the more um, serious wrestling products the Attitude Era and ACW and WCW, and they focused more on the storyline, I suppose. They focused more on the action to a certain degree. Um, And I'm not saying that everything was rosy and fantastic in the 90s going into the 2000s, but as you alluded to there, the the kind of the the gimmick, the character, the persona, it it kind of died in the early to mid-90s, to be honest with you. And and you've got... Um, you know, less and less of that type of character you, you mentioned off air, you know, Dan House, and you've just mentioned yeah. Minoru Suzuki. But it's not many more you could really, you know, think. I mean, Orange Cassidy, yeah. for example, um, is is a good example. But 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 not too many. Um, you know, you you look at some of the the big names, some of the big headliners in the world of pro wrestling at the moment. You look at Brock Lesnar. I think yeah. the work he's doing now is probably some of the best character work he's ever done. Yes, fair enough, he's playing more of a tween and more of a babyface character, which is refreshing, but he's also been allowed to speak. He's, he's, he's showing his personality, which is great, something he's probably never shown before. So we know that he's not only a fantastic um, performer in the ring and a, and a badass, somebody you don't want to get tangled up with, um, but he's, 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 a, he's got a character now, he's got a persona, he's got that gimmick, a bit like Roman Reigns, when Roman yeah. Reigns was being booed out of the building for them, ramming him down our throats as mm-hmm. the babyface didn't want and now he's the biggest heel in the company and the bloodline and the Usos. There's that character, that personality there. It's not quite the macho man or the macho king over the top gimmick that we were used to from the 80s and the 90s. But this is what I am fascinated towards is, is, is a wrestler that can go in the ring, but also can go on the mic, has a captivating personality. At the end of the day, that's what put bums in seats. That's what sells the tickets. That's what makes the money, in my opinion. Yeah. You could have all the Dean Malenkos and all of the, I don't know, um, Chris Benoit's in the world for being fantastic wrestlers. But if they haven't quite got that personality that you can buy into and, you know, then um, they, then I, 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 I can't see through that unless they've got all aspects of their game down, to be honest. All with right. You. Just like um, one guy who's ever since he went to a, a, AEW, I've become a huge fan, fan of his again, Brian uh danielson though that he's becoming a a full-on heel yeah i love watching him be the bad guy because he just 
he's saying the things that he knows is going to get under people's skin. And it was this, hey, bro, Daniel, uh, I always mess up his name. Daniel Bryan, Brian, Brian Danderson. I always well, you know what him. you mean. I call yeah. him Daniel Bryan still as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved how week by week, he's becoming more and more of a heel. He, yeah. over three months, he has become, yay, he's here to boo. We hate this guy now. And that is magical to watch. Just like I thought CM Punk would come out and be this huge heel. And he is the biggest baby face on that show now, which for CM Punk in his, I, who I, I've always loved, he's never been a strict baby face. He's always had that kind of chip on his shoulder, his edgy. Yeah. And in AAW, he just happy to be here, like genuinely happy to be back. And yeah. it's lovely to see. And some of the character work on AEW, Evil Uno's good. Some of them need some seriously retooling and rework. And like um, one of their tag teams I saw was great tag team, uh, Bear Country. Yeah. I can see those guys do really well, but they need to be repackaged. It just yeah. they're a fantastic tag team, but I don't think that gimmick is going to get going to get over there. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know a lot of what we're saying is it's kind yeah. of stating the obvious, really. You know, you you've yeah. got to be able to go between the ropes. You've got to be able to, you know, go behind the camera and on the microphone. You need to be able to show your personality, show uh, what sort of character you are. And um, uh, I think a lot, uh, I'm not generalizing here, but a lot of wrestling fans nowadays they would prefer to see a five star classic instead of you know a, a match which tells a story between two great mm -hmm. characters. And I think I'm in the camp of wanting a great story between two great characters you know, with also a good wrestling match uh, in between. Um, if it's too um, wrestling orientated, if it's too pure, mm -hmm. then it, it takes more effort for me to get into the match, if you see yeah. what I mean. It takes a lot more effort to really engage my brain to watch a 45 minute 12 star match on the, on yeah. the Meltzer scale. You know, mm -hmm. I'd rather I'd rather just switch my brain off and enjoy a good wrestling show filled with characters uh, and a variety of matches amongst a variety of performers um, and have a variety of outcomes. And that's more my show instead of having, you know, yeah. uh, five-star classic after five-star classic after five-star classic, because like I say, after a while, they all tend to blend in and look the same. Um, and um, I think if you've got a wrestling card, you need, yeah, you need to have your technical matches, but you mm -hmm. also need to have your, your comedy spots in there as well. You need to have your comedy oh, yeah. characters um, and uh, just like a, a, a variety. And that's why I'll probably always be, I'll probably get uh, some some hate mail for this, but I'll always be a, a lifelong WWE WWF fan because yeah. they still to this day provide um, a, a variety of action, a variety of characters and, and matches for me. Um, and I still I think as far as WWE concerned, they get a lot of flack for maybe not hitting all the high notes all the time. Um, but uh, with WWE, you need to appreciate the audience they're trying to reach, the yeah. product they're trying to produce. Um, the various masters they're trying to serve um, and uh, occasionally when they get it right they get it very very right oh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah so uh, that that's that's kind of where my resting tastes are certainly in 2022 and me I am just a fan of good wrestling like uh, my main problem with a AEW is their tag their tag matches they drive me nuts like uh Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., super talented wrestlers, 
I can't, I'm not a fan of the luchador style tag, tag match. There's the tag rope for a reason. You're supposed to tag, you're supposed to work towards the tag where they're just like flip flopping, doing like 20 seconds in the ring where you're only <laughs> supposed to have five. And it's just like, maybe that's the old school fan, fan, fan in me. I really don't know. It just, I love watching them, but there's just some things I'm like, I, this isn't a tag match. This is a tornado tag tag match. Yeah, this is yeah. just stuff, stuff like that. But also I'm a 41 year old man. And if I didn't, if I didn't have air gripes, I'd, I'd <laughs> I wouldn't be 40. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I can relate. Um, but um, I I do love New Japan and yeah. uh, All Elite Wrestling, AEW, yeah. um, and, and uh, various indie promotions. And I go to enough indie shows over here in the UK. Um, but um, with, with AEW, I, I find it harder to engage with personally yeah. because um, it doesn't quite give me what I'm after as a wrestling fan. And I mentioned earlier that I want a, a variety of matches. I want a, a variety mm-hmm. of different characters. Um, there's that always really the dives. And... But, but, but with AEW, it, it seems for me, very mm-hmm. samey, where they're all yeah. trying to produce five-star matches. Um, there's always too much blood. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, you know, that they're, they're trying to be the polar opposite to WWE. Yeah. Um, in some ways, they're trying to be you know, uh, a mirror image of them. Um, and yeah. they, they bring them up enough on, on TV, which mm-hmm. is probably their biggest downfall. Yes. Um, but I, I, I still think, what, they're three years in now that they still need to settle down a little bit and, mm-hmm. and kind of find their niche because are they one thing or another? Um, but at the moment, I, I do watch all their pay-per-views. Um, I yeah. was a, a, a Fight TV subscriber to watch AEW uh, Dynamite and Rampage every week. I've recently given up that subscription for budgetary reasons. But yeah, um, um, yeah I, I just think they're so much action at such a fast-paced mm-hmm. um, the, that, um, that it's just not quite my cup of tea. If yeah, I'm we're... Somebody somebody actually said it's like a video game style Tekken. It's always this is your standard AEW match. Lock yeah. up, uh, strikes, whether it's palm strikes, knee strikes, something like that. Kick out of a finish, kick out of a finish, some kind of dive. If there's multiple men out there, they're all going to dive on top of them. It happens two or three times a show. So many high spots. So yeah. many high spots. And they don't build towards the high spots. Like yeah. Sammy Guevara, fantastic talent, needs to slow it down a bit mm. and just grab a hold. He needs a submission move that he can actually just get out of nowhere. I know he has he has them, but he never uses them. He's always the high flyer. He's always this. Where I think if he was to ground it a little bit, he would be the perfect rounded wrestler. It just, yeah. he's, but also he's, some of these guys are in their early twenties and they're just young and they haven't been on the Indies for 10, for 10 years working constantly. And it's just, but, but with that, that style, Justin, they won't yeah. be, they won't be uh, around in 10 years. Yeah. Um, and this is why, you know, you've got um, wrestlers 
that have realized this a long time ago, mm-hmm. like the Jerichos. Uh, or Dustin, know, uh, uh, Dustin. Dustin Reynolds, exactly. Yeah. Dusty Ro- Dustin Rhodes, who realized this a long time ago that, you know, uh, you've only got so many bumps, as they describe mm-hmm. it, on your, on your bump card. Um, yeah. But um, like I say, if you've got high spot after high spot after high spot, the next high spot isn't going to mean anything. And the one no. after that certainly isn't going to mean anything. And when they go to the finish and it wasn't as good as, you know, the high spot four moves ago, then it's oh, going to yeah. be a flat finish. So yeah. you, you've got to build the match. And mm-hmm. I've never been in the ring. I've never laced up a pair of boots. I've never nope. had a single match. I've never taken a single bump. Uh, I did take a, a European uppercut from a Heidi Katrina. And uh, believe me, that hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but but nonetheless, I've, I've never done this. Um, and I'm probably just talking out my ass, to be honest with you, because I've never done yeah, this. Same. But for, from, from a fan's perspective, you know, after a while, you become um, desensitized yeah. to all these big moves. Um, and like I said earlier, you, you want a bit of story involved mm-hmm. in your matches. You want a bit of, um, you know, uh, you, you kind of your low spots and then your high spots to, to finish the match or at least a, a bit to build. Um, and um, it's almost as if AEW in some matches are racing to the finish from as soon as the bell goes. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit of a turn off for me. Yeah. And like nothing, like everybody has their own style. Like right now, my personal favorite wrestling to watch is uh, Noah from Japan. That's what yeah. I'm absolutely loving right now because that's the product that I'm 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 enjoying. But I'm I also enjoy good deathmatch stuff, hardcore stuff, and I know that's not for everybody. And I'm saying good good like Death Proof Fight Club. Nick Gage, John, John Wayne, uh, Murdoch. No, not Murdoch. That's Trevor Murdoch. John Wayne, something whose name I forget. I love that guy. Alex Cologne. There are amazing deathmatch guys doing GCW stuff where they tell a story. They're not just walking up with flight tubes going boop, boop. And take, yeah. those are the type of deathmatches I hate. Like um, a guy who's coming back on, 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 the, on the scene, Jesse fucking fucking a model i actually got his uh a knee badge right there but um nice, nice. yeah uh, i love that but um i loved watching that guy because he didn't do so many crazy spots he was all about this the psychology and that's why i became a huge fan huge fan of him like he would work a hold in a death match and yeah. it was just so great so so different to uh to uh, uh see but a lot of blood so if that's not your thing, I, and I know it's not, not everybody's thing, but that's why I just like good wrestling. I'm not a, I'm not a technical fan. I'm not this like, okay, Zach Sabre Jr. is amazing, but I'm not this guy who just follows one particular product. No, I follow in, uh, in, in individuals who yeah. I like watching them go. Hey everyone, this is Adam Hayes, host of Schwa Wars Podcast. I've been involved in independent wrestling here in Ontario since 2006, and I can't think of a better way of entertaining the masses right now than with this podcast. We don't only cover pro wrestling, but we cover everything pop culture, as well as a variety of fun and unique show concepts that make us different from the rest. We dispute, debate, discuss everything with a variety of guests as we rank, review, and rave about all things pop culture from the past and the present. So if you got a spare minute, or several, why not check us out today by going to anchor.fm slash Podcast. That's anchor, 
anchor.fm slash schwa, S-H-W-A, Wars Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash schwa wars. So don't wait and check us out today. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm, I'm more of a fan of, of the Indies at the moment because yeah. uh, they, they do provide um, a, a variety, a variety of matches, a variety of characters. Um, and the, the Indies are really producing the goods now, certainly over here in the UK. I know over in the US, I mean, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, GCW is, is mm-hmm. doing some fantastic yeah. stuff. And Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're becoming a bit of a draw for um, fans all over the world, but also mm-hmm. for, you know, ex-WWE stars. You look at oh, yeah. what Matt, Car- Matt Cardona is doing at the moment. And, and uh, Jeff you know, Jarrett. He, the biggest heel in, in, the, in the country, Jeff Jarrett, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, they're producing the goods at the moment. I'd rather watch a, a GCW at the moment, mm-hmm. some of the more mainstream stuff, to be honest and with you. But um, great stuff on the Indies. And I got to say, watching... Them boys on GCW is so much fun. Yeah. They just look to be enjoying themselves there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. they really Uh, do. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Briscoe Brothers are like one of my my favorite tag tag teams to watch because they don't look like wrestlers. They look like (laughs) them boys. And then they can out-wrestle everybody. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But it looks like they're, they're... quite possibly going to get their shot mm-hmm. in EC, uh, AEW uh, soon oh, because I know they, they're if, very if highly they, regarded. Yeah, if they don't sign them, it's it's ridiculous. It's just yeah. they, because they've turned WWE down so many times because they know it's not for them. No. No, it, they would not fit there. And it just, because they are literal farmers who do this on the weekends. And it just, yeah. And it's just yeah. fun, fun to would know that they're out here doing this because they they like it. Now, yeah, I, I I am going to pivot in the interview a little bit. Stop talking about 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 wrestling with here because we can do that for like three to four fucking hours. <laughs> and yeah, but I want to talk about why you started your podcast. Hmm. Very good question. Um, and I have been asked this a few times before, and I, I think. Like many of us, um, we all started listening to podcasts with like the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast or maybe mm-hmm. um, the Jericho podcast. Stone Cold, um, Jericho, Cold Cabana. Um, you got it. You got it. The and, original. You know I, yeah. the, that's it. Um, the game changes as far as wrestling podcasts are concerned. The, the, one of the first guys, you know, p- people on the scene, um, they really embraced the technology, embraced the, the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably um, early to mid 2010s when these guys started doing their stuff, um, I started listening to them mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I started downloading more and more podcasts and listening to more and more content like solomon's the sounds off and one or two others mm-hmm. that i really fell in love with um and then bruce pritchard started something to wrestle oh, yeah. with um, with with comrade thompson or comrade started it with bruce um and that's when I, I, my ears really started to prick up and um fell in love with their show listen to every single minute of every single episode mm-hmm. um what really kind of got me thinking was I took my first and only trip to the States in 2018. Um, and I was fortunate enough to go to WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. What a five day trip it was. Saw so much fantastic action, mm. met so many great wrestlers over there. 
the party atmosphere was unreal um, in New Orleans and uh, Bourbon Street and all that amazing stuff. But just being around that, I, I was just inspired. I was just so inspired and listened to quite a few podcasts on the long plane journey over there, even more podcasts on the plane journey back. So this would have been April 2018. And then I kind of thought about it. I've always been a very creative person with one thing or another. Um, and I thought, yes. You know, I've got to kind of set aside any fears I have and don't worry about what other people might think of my voice and just go for it. And I bought myself yeah. a set of uh, a microphone headphone, uh, uh, headset microphone. Um, I had a, a cheap laptop. Um, we all know about cheap laptops, don't yep. we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, downloaded uh, Audacity yep. and um, thought, right, I'm going to start a podcast. Um, came up with uh, with wrestling with Johnners as as a, as a title. Um, Johnners was a, a nickname that an old boss of mine used to call me probably ten or fifteen years earlier. Um, I, I never used to call myself Johnners. I think my wife probably called me Johnners as a nickname once or twice because she knew my old boss used to call me it. So it kind of stuck to a certain degree. Yeah. So there we go. Wrestling with Johnners was born, um, and I, I started my first episode. I believe was on the twelfth of November. 2018 um so mm -hmm. just over three years ago we celebrated our three-year anniversary a few months back um and uh, to start off with just me talking into a microphone and i used to review um nxt uk which was a, a very new show around then so i would do maybe a 20-minute show um every week just quickly recapping the, the results from this brand new show nxt uk on the wwe network yep. and it grew from there and i would review progress shows new japan shows started having guests on um and yeah it's just grown and grown and grown since then and, and i think the the real kind of pivotal point for me was when i started interviewing wrestlers over here in the uk mm -hmm. i started to um get more confident in my abilities um and and at the beginning of 2021, so about 12 months ago, I took the plunge. I started using StreamYard um, to do to go live. I thought, well, what's the kind of the evolution of the Wrestling with Jonas podcast? You know, using Skype uh, to record. I started putting it out. Uh, it went from an audio uh, for audio only podcast mm -hmm. to a video podcast using Skype. And I thought, how can I kind of take it to that next level? Started using StreamYard. And have not looked yeah. back since. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and the last twelve months has been phenomenal. And oh, yeah. I've interviewed some of the. I've, I've been blessed really to have interviewed yeah. um, the biggest and the best names from the independent scene from the UK, Europe, Canada, and the US. Um, and yeah, I, I've kind of really started to build uh, some traction with the Wrestling with Jonas podcast it's kind of given me opportunities to do other things as well. Yeah, so uh, loving life at the minute. And I'm, I'm kind of interviewing the kind of the upper echelons of the UK scene, which I'm really, really pr proud of. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's kind of onwards and upwards, uh, bigger and better things around the corner for sure. Oh yeah. Just like, and, and I always look going, okay, what John, John doing who, what kind of UK guest can, <laughs> can I get? All right. This guy's doing this, this, all right, I'll write him down, uh, send him a message in a month, so I'm not stepping on John's toes. But <laughs> oh, you've got to remember that podcast etiquette, Justin. Is uh, oh, yeah, I know. don't want to step on anyone's toes, but <laughs> um, but but yeah, like yourself, you've been interviewing, you know, oh, God, yeah. on the independent scene for many many years, longer yeah. than I have. But uh, and... it's it's great fun. You 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 get um, 
you know, um, a real sense of satisfaction when you finish that interview and you know that mm -hmm. it's a good one um, and you've kind of built a bit of a friendship with your guest as well, uh, oh, God, which, yeah. is, like, which is really, really good. And uh, some, I love all of that. Like, if you would have told me that I would be messaging PCO back and forth every, every, every so often yeah. or... I, I love this uh, story. I was at a indie show in uh, London, London here, and he was he 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 was on it. Um, he sees me and the boys from the back because uh, I'm six foot two. I kind of stand out in the crowd some sometimes. Yeah, PCO uh, in the middle of a of of a of a match. PCO comes out. He's in the main the main event. Walks into the crowd. Walks up be uh, behind me. That big old hand on the shoulder. <laughs> hey, Justin, how's it how's it going? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because hey. he's uh yeah he's the nicest dude on the uh, on the uh, uh, he's the nicest dude on the uh, uh, planet. He really is. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, you, yeah. When I go to wrestling shows, you know, yep. and 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 guys that I've had on my show. They come up to me and they go, Jonas, how you doing? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, for, for some bizarre reason, they've caught on to this catchphrase that kind of came out of nowhere. Well, I never. And they come up to me and go, well, I never, Jonas. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, it kind of makes you feel special, makes you feel like they're kind of bringing you it's into their world. Um, a little bit, yeah. Fun. Because through the podcast with myself, I've worked with some amazing things. I even put on a wrestling show, so a wrestling charity show for my friend's son and just the amazing things that have come from the podcast like um i love like right here i got my no ring north event staff uh lanyard still because nice. they asked me to do the music for one of the shows and then i one of the indie wrestlers who saw me there early just thought, oh, I'm a fan. And then I walk behind the board and start setting, you're one of us now. Oh my God. Hey, tell me you're here. I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like trying to be quiet, polite, and just do the job. And he's like super excited that that I'm actually here. And he, he actually said, Well, you know, audio. So somebody who actually knows the music is going to be doing the music. I'm like, Yeah, cool. It's not that hard. I push a button and that's about it. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah we're good. And then, yeah. um, I forgot to bring um, intermu uh, intermission music, and due to the setup, I just couldn't couldn't set up the phone. So I'm playing the Living End uh, Australian rockabilly music during intermission, and it got over, thank God. But <laughs> it's the only thing I had had uh, had on, on the, the the laptop. But it's just interesting how the road how the road's gone, and we both are running networks. We're kind of. Mm unofficial brother or sister networks whatever that's we, right we, we want to call it because yeah the reason i love working with you is we're both a big fan of collaboration over competition and bring people up and start help the new shows and help the new guys get better that's what i personally love doing right now is helping these new shows and these guys who don't really know what they're doing and yeah. just helping them out with little tips and my my big thing that got me a huge, not a huge audience, but a decent size audience or whatever my audience level is, because I don't compare myself to others. I do my own thing. I have fun. But a lot of these guys don't know to put yourselves on different apps like uh, Boomplay, which is the number one app in Africa. It's a little difficult to get your show on. But once you're on there, 
your downloads are going to increase because they like the uh, the English the English shows because that's what they like listening to, and of you course. will get downloaded just because you're an English show instead of their native native language, or sound play out of a, a out of a China. Like I've got hundreds of downloads on that app when I drop a new show, and it's insane that. People in China are listening to me talk about wrestling or whatever craziness I'm talking about that week. <laughs> I because I'm Gilmi Talks. I'm not a strictly wrestling podcast. It's whatever I want to talk about that particular day. Absolutely. And I'm so happy I did not name the show Gilmi Talks Wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> just so I can mix it up a little bit and keep it interesting for me. Because after about two and a half years of just doing a really heavy wrestling podcast, I have other 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 interests that I I really want to talk to talk about. And I kind of did a did a pivot, changed my tagline to talking to interesting people and having a fun time while we're doing it. And ever since I've done that, I've had more. And I took about two months off to kind of re figure out what I really, really wanted to do with the show next. And I pretty much was starting from scratch and now it's bigger than it's ever been. And I love that because people just want to listen to me. I figured out people want to listen to me just talk about whatever I want to talk about because I don't, I rate my show as explicit. So I don't, so my guests are comfortable to say whatever they, whatever they want and talk any way they want to so there is language yeah but which sometimes can be can be difficult and can be getting that rating can sometimes get me banned in countries before even doing anything else like there's wow. certain countries that are actually illegal for them to download my show they still do but it's i find that very odd that just because i have a 17 plus rating I cannot be listened to in certain countries, which it's just language, man. That's it. Yeah. And, and yeah, they I, have a choice, don't they? Yeah. They can either choose to listen to it or not to listen to it, but you, you've given them the disclaimer to start off with. So it should yeah. be uh, a, a choice thing. But say one country to another, it, it, it varies, doesn't it? It really does. Vary. Oh, yeah. And it's just um, doing this has really opened my eyes to how society is so different all over the world and what's expected from people. Like there was one incident in 2019. Um, I said something. I had no idea this was a, a horrible slur in that country. I just, I, I had, I, I even forget what it was to be perfectly honest with you, but somebody messaged me and said, Hey, I'm just letting you know that is in our country, a horrible thing to say to somebody. Like it is one of the worst things you can possibly say. And, I, I, I said, I had no idea. Thank you for bringing this to my, my attention. I re-edited the show, took, took that. Uh, I just bleeped out that, bleeped out, the, out, out that particular word. It's just because I want to be in, in as inclusive as yeah. I can possibly be. And that's just kind of my thing. That's why I work with certain people and I work with, I will work with anybody if they're respectful and they actually put the work in, that's the one thing that I, and for my network, I, I like to have, have somebody to have it, had 10 shows consistently out. That's the only thing. Yeah. Once, once yet yeah, where you, where you have that, 
you are welcome to join OIW, whether you're Ontario, like you are also a a member from from England because, and I think I got about four or five shows. Uh, I got to actually invite back on because I got sick and I said, hey, we got to continue this conversation in a few weeks. I can't be on social media. My wife got got very Ill, Ill, Ill with COVID. And then because of that actually made me take a little step back and relook at things and how much time I was putting into the show compared to family life and trying to refine the balance. Because as you know, sometimes you're as a podcaster, you're just like, I got to get this. I got to get this. I got to get this. And then it's like, Oh, I haven't talked to my kid for three days. Oh crap. Mm. <laughs> just yeah, there are work life. It's a hell of a commitment. It's a hell of a commitment. Oh yeah, and, uh, like I say, it does take a, a lot of time up, especially when you want to get it right. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, I do all of my interviews live, um, yeah. so you don't have the opportunity to to stop and edit and re-record. You have to mm-hmm. be spot on, so you, so your research has to be spot on, and uh, yep. um, so that means that for, for me, certainly, you know, I could be preparing uh, solidly for, uh, you know, maybe six eight ten hours for Mm -hmm. for a guest maybe more over a period of about three or four days and um you know just so that you get it right so you've got the prep so that you you know so that it it feels as natural as possible without it sounding too rehearsed if you know what i mean oh yeah you 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 know your guest as well Mm -hmm. as you can before you even kind of see them on the screen and say hi to them and uh and they appreciate they appreciate the the effort you've gone into when you do go the extra mile and um because i i want my uh interviews to be as good as they possibly can and um i want the, the guests to go away and think yeah I've, I've i've had a good time and the guy really put in a lot of effort into, into learning about me and learning about my career and watching my matches etc cetera, etc cetera. um but um it does take a, a lot of time to to be that prepared and to continually try to improve your product um, oh, yeah. and you know you get better at it which means that certain things probably don't take as long when you do get better at certain things and with regards to my research you know i've got a, a certain format now that i follow mm-hmm. so that the, even the research part of it doesn't take as long as it probably could but i always say to my wife just give me a couple of hours just to shut myself away get in the zone get Mm -hmm. my head around my guest and and how I want it to go. Um, And she goes, right, that's fine. You know, to me, this is still a hobby, very much a hobby. My family, this is very much a hobby. And I think that it's important for everybody to have a hobby. But when the hobby becomes too much, Mm -hmm. then like you, you have to kind of reevaluate, take a step back, cut a few things out, or maybe, you know, the free time that you do have, be a bit more mindful of, of your kids and your wife and kind of oh, yeah. spend that spend that time with them a, a little bit more than you would have when you're not recording. But um, oh, yeah, um, because... yeah I, I, I mean, personally, my my mental health has been uh, has never been as as good as it is since I've started podcasting, because I feel that oh. I've got a really good creative outlook. Mm-hmm. outlet i've got a fantastic creative outlet um and that combined with you know the the the, the graphic design and everything really mm-hmm. kind of gets my creative juices flowing and um and i think because that puts me in a, in a happy place i think my family also appreciate that um that i'm really really happy um, and enjoy doing what i'm doing um and i think the minute i stop enjoying it i'll probably stop altogether oh yeah um and i think that's the way it should be and you see so many 
new podcasts come onto the scene oh, and yeah. they kind of last a few months or maybe a couple of episodes and you know it it, it um it might kind of sound like a, a really fantastic really desirable um you know sexy thing to do to start a podcast and start mm-hmm. talking to people all over the world but it requires a lot of effort a lot oh, yeah. of hard graft uh it's, it's a grind Thanks. it is a grind um yes, so is. everybody needs to appreciate that before they and um, think about taking up a podcast but you've also got to be mindful of your, of your family as well hey guys sorry to interrupt this wonderful interview you are listening to because you know what you're listening to one of the podcasts from the oiw podcast network and if you like this show you know like gilmy talks knights of the squared circle alliance pro wrestling network it's time to fight podcast and that's my horrible impersonation of matthew terry his show he does a lot better straight talk wrestling mlw rewind diary of a wrestling fan with bill chase wrestling with with their genres podcast swaw wars scumbags podcast shooting up north with Lewis Carlin, The PD Skills Show, Dill Mania, Good Brother Morning, Where Is My Mind, Count It Out with Mike and Tyler, Dark Side of the Elite, Choke Slam Report, Wrestling on the Rise, and so many more. And more coming. But you know what? There's only one place you can find all these great shows. That's www.oiwpodcastnetwork.com. And burnout is a real thing. Oh, because 100%. Oh, there's been some times where I'm just like, I'm really looking forward to this interview, but do I really want to talk talk yeah. to somebody for like, for like for like an hour? Uh, yeah. Somebody I know calls it band uh, social bandwidth. You can only have so much and give so much of yourself out there before you're just kind of like. <sighs> I always have two uh, season breaks. So I have a mid-season break yeah. around my birthday in July. I give myself yeah. a couple of weeks off. So from uh, I might record yeah. my last uh, interview before my birthday, say mid to the end of July, give myself a few weeks off, come back mm-hmm. uh, middle of August. So and, and that couple of weeks just to recharge and think about nothing apart from a birthday and spending time with my family and free yeah. time. I do the same at Christmas as well. So mm-hmm. for the last two or three years, I normally record my last or, or uh, do my my final interview of the year, either late November or early December, and then take the rest of December off. And you yep. feel so much better for it. Um, oh, yeah. Because it is, it is hard work and you do need to appreciate, you know, that your, your family are there as well. But um, if you are a podcaster and you want to take this seriously take take them breaks every so yep. often. Um, or but make sure do... you come back. But make sure you come yep. back. That's important. What, what I do is I bank about at the beginning of December, I bank about four to five shows, schedule the dates, schedule the stuff. So I still have the content coming out, Mm. but I don't have to worry about it. I can focus on the rest of it because most of my editing I do on my lunch break at, at air work. I bring the laptop. I'm on that audacity. People are always looking at what I'm at, what I'm at doing at air work. And I'm just, they're just like, ah, editing. Oh, you're a musician? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know because, any more than that. <laughs> no, because I tell them I, I have a podcast and it's like, oh, what's it about? I talk about interesting people and have a fun time while doing it. Oh, who have you interviewed? I've been doing it since 2016. Do you want the full list? <laughs> here, follow here. There you go. Just yeah. go. Look, I'm not an, uh, anti-social at work at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, my man. Now, this is something I've been looking forward to the full interview. Gilme Talks 10 with John Scott. Ooh. And if guys, you know, I haven't done this for uh, for a little bit, but I've been wanting to me and John have been going back and forth about being on each other's show. And it just it's all me because my life is just so so has been so hectic. I think we were supposed to do this in October and then my family's birthdays came up and then you're like, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. It's all, all good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And then Christmas break happened. Then I got sick and then this and this. And I'm just so happy we actually got to record now. 100%. But, um, and I didn't actually write the Gilmy Talks 10 down because I've been thinking about this at work and having my my little notebook. So I know these things right off the back of my uh, my hand. Oh, what's that? Um, <laughs> oh, bad, <laughs> bad joke. Edit that out, Justin. Bad, bad joke. Uh, <laughs> Those are the sort of dad jokes that I get oh, told yeah. off for around the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, we're both dads. Uh, first thing, pants or shorts? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the UK, uh, pants are like underwear, undergarments. Oh, shit. Yeah. So um, and, and and shorts are oh shorts, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so trousers. <laughs> so I suppose uh, if I were to kind of so so in the UK it would be trousers or shorts. Okay. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you ever use the term trousers over there? Uh, it it's is a strange a word. Less, I know. No, no, it's a lesser known lesser known term. But <laughs> because of my English English relatives, as soon as I said it, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but so, I, I knew what you meant yeah. so um pants or shorts oh definitely uh definitely a trousers guy definitely a pants guy yeah yeah, yeah i oh. don't look good in shorts i've got i've got um a stick thing thin white uh legs uh that, that only burn and they don't go brown and they're yep. uh, not, not great to look at so i probably only get them out in the back garden when it's absolutely <laughs> necessary and then i just absolutely cover them in uh, suntan lotion sun cream um mm-hmm. just to prevent them from from uh from but but saying that in april i'm going away with the family to corfu where it oh, will okay. be hot and i probably will be wearing shorts but then yeah. i'm going to be in a foreign country so nobody mm-hmm. will see me so oh, it won't no. matter also also <laughs> Uh, my background's Irish, English. I go in the sun for more than 20 minutes here. And I'm, <laughs> my kids have a lovely skin tone from my wife, thank God. But me, it's like I go out for like 15, 20 minutes. I come back lobster red. And I'm just like, I forgot the sunscreen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Would you rather record or would you rather work on a graphics? Oh, yeah. good question. Good question. Um, oh. Yep, I know. <laughs> you guys, you should see John's face right right now. He is an utter, 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 he has utter disdain. It's like picking between your children. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, oh, I've got to say, I'd rather record because okay. that's where that's where it all started for me yep. um now graphic design has always been a big part of that because i've always done me mm-hmm. bespoke 
graphics for every episode for every guest and now i do graphic design on the side for people who need graphics um but if i had to choose between one it would have to be the podcast and because that that's that's kind of where it all started for me and i love it so much oh yeah uh roses or daisies oh yeah okay okay um i'm gonna go with daisies uh yes yeah there's a reason why i'm choosing daisies but i'm not going to explain all right maybe uh, that's a conversation for off air yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh sunglasses or hat hat um i i very 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 rarely wear sunglasses um because in ordinary day-to-day life i wear um ordinary glasses spectacles uh which i don't wear when i'm podcasting because my ring light shows up in it mm-hmm. um so yeah. uh, whenever i do a screen grab of me talking to somebody all you can see is two white circles in my glasses so i've stopped wearing glasses um when doing uh, podcasting but to answer your question um caps every single day of the week yep. to uh, cover to cover my bald head and to make me look um semi-normal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey man, I am the only one in my family who still has a full head of hair. So I don't know how this happened. I don't know. I'm a lucky boy. It just yeah. And over the it pandemic, must have skipped a generation when it came to you. I, mean, <laughs> I I actually cut it about uh two two uh, about two weeks ago. It's a uh, coming in okay. And I I cut the side sides sides down a little bit, and I found a whole bunch of gray. Which I'm very, very happy, happy about. <laughs> to be, to be, to to be perfectly honest. Absolutely. One, now, one of my favorite questions: Iron Maiden or Judas Priest? Oh, well, I say oh because <laughs> I'm 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 not a fan of either band. I know. Um, I'm not a fan <laughs> of either band. Uh, I, I, over here, okay. in the, I grew up. I grew up in the '90s, um, and there was obviously the the big uh, kind of. Britpop revolution around the mm-hmm. mid to late nineties. So I I was a huge like Oasis fan, um, Manic Street Preachers, Blur. You know the, the yep. kind of Britpop revolution. Oh yeah, um, Which all fantastic and, music. Yeah, uh, but, but um, I, actually... I, I do like some heavier music uh, yeah. because I I did play the guitar quite a bit when I was younger. Um, but those two bands never really appeared on my radar. Um, right, so I can't switch... give you an answer because I wouldn't know one from the other. Hey, that's. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Now this one. Spider-Man or Superman? Oh. Okay. So I I grew up on Superman with the Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah. I loved Spider-Man uh, Su- Superman um the Christopher Christopher Reeve movies if I can say it uh, back in the 80s. Um but we all are more familiar with the Marvel series um, and uh, uh, the, the recent excellent films. Oh my god! Uh, starring yeah. uh, Tom Holland and yep. uh, Spider-Man, and uh, I've recently seen the, the latest one. Big fan of all of uh, the Spider-Man films. Oh, to be honest the with latest you. one was amazing. I love as a lifelong Spidey fan. Yeah, if you look up there. There you go. Yep, lifelong. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I suppose if you were talking to the the ten year old Johnners, I'd I'd say Superman, purely because I grew up on on watching the Christopher Reeve uh, Superman movies at, at the cinema at the theatre. Um, but um, the the forty five year old Johnners would say Spider Man. All right. 
Now, this one. Transformers or Thundercats? Oh, don't. Don't do that to me. <laughs> um, the reason why is because I, I grew up on Transformers. I had all the, the mm -hmm. toys, all of the, the cars, um, and I grew up on Thundercats, and I loved the Thundercats. Mm -hmm. And I was just wishing and hoping that they would do a movie, and there were so many rumors of them doing a Thundercats movie. Have you heard um, the latest rumor? Go on. Anthony Mackie as Panthro. He has put it out on social medias. He is in touch with the studio who actually owns the rights to thunder to Thundercats. And I think Anthony Mackie as Panthro could work really well because yeah. he can play younger as well as older. And because he's he has done it, done it, done it before. But I think he would be the perfect casting for uh, a Panthro right now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going to. I'm going to side with Transformers. A, because yeah. I enjoyed playing with the toys when I was younger. Um, enjoyed watching the cartoon series. Um, and I've enjoyed the, the films that they've uh, released over the last 15, 20 years or so. Um, especially the 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 um, Shia LaBeouf uh, Transformers. Oh, I yeah. think they were the, they were the ones because they had great comedy. I mm -hmm. love the, the mother and father, uh, embarrassing mother and father uh, mm -hmm. combo that's in there as well. And uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, and uh, who was the, the, the female lead? Uh, uh, Megan Fox. Yeah. Megan Fox. I yep. thought she was she was great. Um, but uh, I'm going to side with, uh, with Transformers because yeah, I, 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 yeah, because I'm disappointed they haven't done a Thundercats movie yet. Now, as soon as I, I do, I might change my mind. I think they're going to do a Thundercats movie because He-Man's getting the revival on Netflix right. and all the 80s stuff is starting to come back. Even Silverhawks, they're talking about bringing that show back. And I'm like, it wasn't really good the first time. It would just kind of be cool. But <laughs> and anybody who gives me flack, go go watch an episode now and you will see exactly what I would. I don't think Silverhawks I mean. made the UK, to be honest with you. That does not no? ring a bell at all. OK, uh, I always <laughs> when I watching it, it was always Transformers, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Silverhawks. Right. That was the block throughout my my childhood. So and it just was like. And also Voltron was in there and yeah, because I'm a gigantic nerd from my dad's a giant nerd. I'm a giant nerd. My kids are giant nerds. It's, it's a family thing. <laughs> now, burger or hot dog? This is an easy one for me. Burger all day long. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. You just can't be, you know, the big juicy burger yeah. Uh, with a whole array of sauces and the, the really nice sesame seed bun, now, um, and, I, and I, I must admit, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a keen barbecuer. I do amazing barbecues yep. from about uh, May, June onwards, uh, all the way through till September. We're doing barbecues out in the garden where the weather's nice, and you, yeah. usually in the UK, the weather's not that great. To be honest with you, but as soon as, as soon as the sun breaks through the clouds, we've got the barbecue out, and um, yes, I do hot dogs as well. But there's only so many things you can do with a hot dog. Yeah. Um, but, but with burgers, you can be a bit more experimental. So that's oh. why I'm going to side with burgers. Do you make your... I, all right, I, I was a restaurant guy for 20 years. Oh, do my I, burgers, I make, make them from scratch and everything. You do them? Good. Yeah. Have you ever tried a sweet and sour, sour, sour burger? Instead of using an egg, use pineapple. Oh, that's interesting. And just min mince it up nice. It gives it a nice sweet sweet taste to the um to the to the meat and keeps the yeah. the calories low 
So there's like a a little pineapple sauce or sweet and sweet and sour sauce in there as well. Yeah. And it's, and it's my kids love them, but they are really, really good. That sounds good. But, but my kids know that I'm a big barbecue and Mm -hmm. my daughter, my oldest daughter, bought me this big uh, gift set for Christmas uh, just a few weeks ago with various uh, sauces and dry rubs and things. Um, so I'm going to have a lot of fun uh, with that when <laughs> uh, when we can finally get the barbecue out of the shed. Awesome. <laughs> and now question nine. Would you rather watch a movie or would you rather read a book? Uh, it's got to be movies. Um, I've, I've never been a big reader, to be honest yeah. with you. The majority of books I've read have been wrestling based books um you know like the, the miss mick foley's have a nice day yep. and the, oh, yeah. the jericho's books and various others mm-hmm. um i actually got a book for christmas i got uh jim rossi's under the oh, black yeah. hat um yeah. that's good so far um but i'm not a big reader I, it, it, it takes me a fair while to read a oh book. yeah whereas i've got um uh a son in his 20s and he he reads all of the time. And when he's not working, he reads. Uh, he he probably goes through about two or three books a week. Um, yeah. Big books, oh, big yeah. books. You know, uh, I think he, he sets himself a challenge to do like over 100 books a year. And he's been doing that for years and years and years and years wow. and years. And I can blame um, J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter for that because that's yep. kind of what got them hooked. Um, but my, my kids uh, are keen readers. Uh, myself i'd rather sit down and watch a movie yeah and one day this will happen me you george george mckay are going to get together over over zoom and watch some kind of gangster movie because we just have to make that happen because it's going (laughs) to be so much fun george uh all right guys a little peek behind 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 the court and curtain me george and john have kind of been friends for a while even before the uh, rest, before we started working, working, working to were together, we would just message yeah. back and forth. And I think with George having his film background, I just want to watch a movie with that guy and just watch him watch a movie because I think it, <laughs> it would be so much fun. Oh, hundred uh, percent. And and also I can I I can I can put put like a little 20, 20 minute podcast to together after. Because it'll just be, oh hey, let's watch a casino or Goodfellas or something, and then just be like, because Zoom has made the world uh, closer. And have you seen um, Legend with Tom Hardy playing uh, Reggie and Ronnie Cray? Um, that is a great film, and it, it I... does have its uh, ultra violent moments, but oh, yeah. uh, a great yeah. film, great acting, and uh, absolutely love that one. Yeah, that one was really, really good. I love Tom. Tom. Even like the range that Tom Hardy has. Oh yeah, I think he's a very underestimated actor right now. I'm surprised he's not been nominated about, for more awards. I've never seen him I think, kind of win any big awards, but I I think in about 20 years when he's older, he's going to be the Lifetime Achievement Academy Award guy. Oh, because no, no. if you look at all the roles he's played, and then he does a superhero role, Venom, and you can tell he is having so much fun doing that mm. role. And he's do he can do serious, he can do humor, he can do family comedies, and it just like yeah. Uh, and this will blow your mind about Tom yeah. Hardy. Did you know that he, he started um, as a as a catwalk model? He was a male <laughs> model model over here in the UK before he started acting. He was a catwalk model. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I think if I've got my my facts straight, that it kind of obviously led him to um, you know opportunities on on TV shows and then eventually mm-hmm. into films. But he was a catwalk model, so uh, that's yeah. that just that just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. But and number ten is always the same, guys. You you know what this question is. Toilet paper over or under? <laughs> As a dad, you have a hard, firm stance on this, just like I do. So uh, it's got to be it's got to be over um, yep. because uh, you got to be able to when you need it, you you want it, you got to be able to pull it. You know, um, yeah, you, you haven't got time to waste trying no. to find the. You know, it's like it's like trying to find a bit of sellotape that's you know stuck on the rock. You need mm-hmm. to be able to have that edge of the toilet paper in front of you. You can grab it, pull it, and do your business. Um, but oh, yeah. if it's if it's if it's behind, um, then that just frustrates me. To be honest with you, so definitely um, you know, the the over option for uh, ease and quickness, quick quick access. And I do have one. <laughs> audience uh one one audience question for you now that the gomi mm. talks 10 is uh, done and this is just really really stupid but i told him i would ask he wants you to say bullocks or bollocks oh bollocks there you yeah. go <laughs> bollocks <laughs> That's not the the word you tend to hear from anyone in North America or Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, in the UK, uh, we say bollocks uh, quite a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's we we have no idea what it means. It's English people who say it on their TV, and it's like, hey, that's testicles, testicles. (laughs) (laughs) And on on that note, John, I got to say thank you very much for for coming on. We have to do this, do this again, whether it's you come on my show again, I come on yours, whatever works, because it's just going to be. I believe that I've just said testicles and bollocks on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, You're kind of, yeah, my uh, horizons as far as uh, podcasting is is changing by the minute. (laughs) Hey, hey, man, you make the audience. That's awesome. That's awesome. You make the audience happy. (laughs) (laughs) That was cool. Yeah, it's been a pleasure um, being on your show. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. uh, I've, I've got quite a few things I can kind of plug if that's okay before we go. Oh yeah, please. Because I honestly, this has just been a conversation back back and forth, mm. and I my bad. I totally forgot. Plug all your shit, man. Please go. No, no, that's, that's fine. It's no. just um, I, I don't often get the chance to be a guest on other people's shows. So when I yeah. do, I'm thinking, yeah, and, and and most of the time I kind of forget. Yeah. Um, thinking well that's a wasted opportunity wouldn't you kind of throw this so i'm gonna i'm gonna milk this just in Please, go. i'm gonna milk it do it uh, up no i'm not really, I'm not really. so <laughs> so first of all we mentioned the wrestling with john's podcast it's my baby been doing it for over three years now we're up to episode 200 and whatever 217 18 219 not sure um interviewing the cream of the crop as far as independent wrestling talent is concerned from the uk um the us canada and europe i'm very very proud of the the guests that i've been able to get on this show it really are uh, very very good it's kind of enabled me to get a reasonable reputation out there on the scene um and led to various opportunities um but uh, please check out the wrestling with john's podcast if you're a fan of uh, wrestling if you're a fan of interviews and if you're a fan of uh wrestling interview podcasts then please check out uh, my show uh you can do on all 
podcasting platforms, um, especially YouTube, because it is a video format podcast uh, primarily, um, but whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, Podbean, um, any app um, that generally uh, services a podcast, search Johnners, J-O-H-N-E-R-S, Wrestling with Johnners, um, and uh, hopefully you'll see my little symbol, my little logo come up there, and please give it a try. Um, hopefully you won't disappoint it. Um, the, the bigger picture is the Jonas the Jonas Podcasting Network, um, which uh, started officially in January 2021. So it's just gone over its first birthday. Started with just uh, Wrestling with Jonas and one or two other shows. It's grown into a mm-hmm. uh, a beast. A beast. <laughs> it's grown into um, yes, a bit of a beast. Um, and uh, Gilmy Talks, Straight Talk Wrestling, so many great Canadian podcasts as part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and podcasts all over the world, and it's growing all the time. Um, got a, a few new podcasts uh, waiting to go up there over the next uh, few days, few weeks, um, but it's edging closer to 50 channels. And um, oh, wow, it, it's basically um, if you're a wrestling fan and you like wrestling podcasts, then it's got something for you, I'm sure, from uh, from comedy podcasts to uh, YouTube content to. Um, interview podcasts to watch along podcasts uh, there's even um, wrestling content on there we do um, uh, work alongside lucha libre and last a fantastic uh, denver colorado based uh, promotion um, and please check out all their content um, uh, on the jonas podcaster network you can find the jonas podcaster network just by going to wrestlingwithjonas.com uh, that's wrestlingwithjohners.com or go to the Google Play Store and download the app. Just search uh, Johnners or the Johnners Podcasting Network, download it to your device, check it out. Lots of cool features on there, including uh, merchandise as well. Uh, Shirtscasters is one, uh, one uh, tab that you can click on and see uh, many great T-shirts um, that I believe, uh, Justin, you had a you had a, you had a, a big hand in creating shirt casters, um, yep. but you've got all sorts of merchandise up there, um, including from our sponsors, Thirteen Ten Apparel. We got uh, the Wrestling with Johnners uh, t-shirts, uh, and pro wrestling tees, and various others. So please check oh, that yeah. out. And some brilliant music as well on there as well from um, uh, an excellent rapper and music producer, half decent over here in the UK collaborates with uh, rappers from all over the world he's really really fantastic at what he does um but uh half decent channel is also on the wrestling with john the johnners uh, podcaster network or over right. at wrestlingwithjohners.com because um, i and cool. i know you're you're anybody listening to this if you want to get a worldwide audience message john mm. and have that com that conver- conver- conversation about getting them on because it has genuinely helped my show over the past year because um, I've been putting a lot in and with the OIW podcast network that's my goal for the end of the year to have 50 50 uh, 50 50 uh, shows on it it's gonna happen it's yes. gonna happen i don't know we're in kind of plug mode at the moment but but yeah. i started the john's podcasting network for the same reason you started uh, owi and that was to give a platform not just to existing established podcasts out there but yeah. to give an opportunity um and uh, a, a channel and the resources and the support um and the connections needed for anybody looking to start a podcast yeah. and to say right you don't have to start this thing by yourself 
Yeah. You've got me and all the other experienced hosts that can help you and be there for support and guidance and tips and any stupid questions you might have that usually aren't stupid questions at all because we've all gone through yeah. the same struggles and the same problems and the same From, questions through our head. Um, yeah, and, and, like, and I would say it's just as many homegrown channels on the Jonas mm-hmm. Podcast Network as there is established ones, and that's something that makes me really proud. Oh, yeah, because some... and. Because of the genres, genres network, I have found new podcasts that I really enjoy. Um, and I have been talking and helping other people, which I love doing. Just the yeah. knowledge that I have accrued over, over the years since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, ever, ever since then, and just help these guys start out and grow and People think you need to drop thousands of dollars to start a podcast. And I'm like, no, you don't. You have a, you have a phone, right? Yeah. Okay. Buy a mini mic for 20 bucks. There you go. Start. Absolutely. Because yeah. and it's a really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Anchor, for example, anchor.fm mm-hmm. is what I um, publish all of my audio uh, podcasts through. And yeah. you and can use free. that to you can use that to record and edit your mm-hmm. audio using your phone um yeah. and and publish it all in one kind of all in one app essentially yeah. so uh I, you know audacity and anchor i've used since mm-hmm. day one and i continue to use uh you know over three years later oh yeah where me i use pod uh podbean because they have i pay the money at and i stuck stuck with them because their customer service is 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 absolutely amazing But I love that company because of all the tutorials that they started the podcast with and all the videos and all the information that I now share with other people who are starting out. So that's kind of why, why I stuck with those guys and it's under 10 bucks a month. And I'm like, I'm just going to stick it, stick it, stick with them. But, and there's other huge uh, other options there. And so to wrap this up, guys, I'm just going to say collaboration over competition. It's kind of our, both of our, our, our unofficial model motto, and it works. It works for, for us because we're decent humans. (laughs) I really don't know Yeah. because I love working with other people. And that's half, half the fun of doing, doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our journey as podcasters has been fantastic, which is why you're doing it five or six years later and why I'm doing it over three years on yeah. and it, it, it's fantastic and, and if we can help other people have a similar journey to us and and have the same experiences and same pleasures of being podcasters that we have then you know um I think that, that that's it there's, there's quite a few podcasters out there I'm not going to name names that mm-hmm. are all about themselves don't want to yeah. promote anybody else expects you to promote them to to the hills but mm-hmm. not happy to return the favor um and th- those those people will only get so far I think the, yeah. the people that will kind of grow and make the most of this experience are people um, that want to help others and want to see the the podcasting community grow and want to see everybody grow and everybody get to them heights. Um, And that only works in a team effort as far as I'm concerned. Um, And if you're kind of only in it for yourself, you'll only get so far to be fair. Oh yeah. Because there's skills that I do not have that other people in our networks do and like making a website. I don't know how to do that. 
but people in my network do and they're they help me out and it was great and i'm very happy with the oiw podcast network.com plug it's a great site <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful site it really yep. is okay my man i do gotta let you go i have kept you way too long and your dinner is probably 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 prob, probably ready over 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 there buddy i'm just going to throw out my social plugs if that's all right very Please, quickly yeah go very quick i said i was yeah. going to milk this justin and yeah, i'm going to milk it, it. <laughs> i'm going to milk it um I, I i am a big user of social media i do kind of mm-hmm. um you are very, stuff very all active. over the place yep. um uh I, I i like instagram and facebook more than i do twitter um, mm-hmm. I think Twitter, Twitter is is vile, but you have to use it, unfortunately, or some of us. I do, just, but, um... I just, I just post. <laughs> I don't react. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Same for me. Uh, on 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 Facebook, you can reach me, my uh, individual page. You can uh, kind of friend me or send me a message. Just search John Scott, J O H N S C O T, John Scott, and you'll see my happy smiley face there. Uh, feel free to send me a friend request. Um, or just get in touch, absolutely fine. You can follow the podcast, um, search Wrestling with Jonas. And remember, that's Jonas spelled J O H N E R S, Wrestling with Jonas. Uh, you'll see the uh, Wrestling with Jonas Facebook group there. We've got uh, over 1,700 members um, and growing, um, but lots of cool content on there from funny memes to uh, debates to uh, podcast sharing and everything under the sun. It's a real inclusive community that we've built there um on twitter i am on twitter i do use it just for posting um i do share anybody that tags me i will share um anybody that tags me Um, but if you don't share back then i'll stop sharing your stuff um but just search for me on twitter's at with jonas underscore pod and on Instagram, which is fast becoming my, my favorite social media mm-hmm. platform, um, just uh, simply at Wrestling with Jonas. That's at Wrestling with Jonas. And you'll see uh, all of my um, uh, graphics that I do for my own podcast oh, yeah. and um, interactions with various people. Um, and uh, if you're over in the UK and you're at shows, I'll probably see you there. I'm normally kind of um, out and about interviewing people backstage and uh, just getting to know uh, the, the, the lovely uh, fans of the UK wrestling scene. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm very approachable and um, love interacting with uh, anybody that wants to reach out and learn more about me or the podcast. But um, yeah, uh, Justin, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really oh. appreciate it. It's been a blast. Yeah, welcome for coming because to be honest, I forgot we were recording uh, a few times and we just went into <laughs> a friend, a friend, a friend, kind of friend mode there. <laughs> That's the best type of podcast. Uh, exactly. And once again, John, thank you very, very much. I just want to say a big thank Big, huge, enormous thank you to the man himself, John Scott, the guy who runs the Jonas Podcasting Network for coming on the show. He is a busy, busy guy, and I appreciate his time, which he gave him way more than I thought 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 he would, to be honest. And we just had had a fantastic chat, and I loved have having him on. So big thank you to John. Go check out the show. Go. It's on YouTube. Download it on your favorite podcasting app, like I do, because I'm not a not a real video watching podcast guy myself. But that's because I'm always on the go. <laughs> Just want to say, go check out his podcasting network as as well. So I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in, guys. A couple last things: go check out batsinthebelfryart.com. Go check out Shirtcasters in the description for any podcasting t-shirt needs you may have. 
and just a big thank you to everybody for just tuning in and i will talk to you next week